Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Luca Zambello. Luca, thank you for joining Rising Tide. Yeah, Kevin, thank you for having me. It's good to have you. And uh, just wanted to, uh, first of all, ask you, if you and I were meeting like at a networking event, how would you introduce yourself to me? Um, well, I will tell you, I'm Luca and uh, um, I'm originally from Italy and uh, I am uh, the CEO of uh, Journey, a tech hospitality company and uh that focuses and has the mission of fully automate the experience for both guests and uh, hosts and hotel owners. So nobody just wakes up one day and decides that they want to be the connection point between guests and hotel owners. So was this idea, was this born out of frustration? Was this born out of a, of a need that you had? Or were you just like sitting around an incubator somewhere and somebody said, hey, this is a problem somebody needs to solve? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. Oh, I think naturally I, I'm a type of person that I like to fix problems. <laughs> I was just noticing that like just you know, sometimes I just wander around the house and I see something that is like <laughs> kind of like broken or something. I just try to fix it. Like, um, I, uh, I think that's kind of what you have to be a little bit to be an entrepreneur, right? Problem solver sure. and uh, looking at problems and, and, uh, um, and, kind of trying to find the problems that you're the most passionate about <laughs> and then pursue that. I, I think I stumbled into the hospitality problem as by, by chance. Uh, you know, I, uh, when I originally moved here, I came here to study. And as I was in school, I wanted to make some extra money. So I started like promoting clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, I, I had a client that asked me to, to rent a house um like a villa for to do an event uh, and then i couldn't find anything online this was like 11 years ago now yeah um and uh, and so i i realized that there was actual like brokers that they just worked out of word of mouth mm-hmm. to rent out villas in la and nobody was listing things online and and at the time booking like you know expedia um, sorry, not Expedia, but like HomeAway and uh, Airbnb were very early stage. Right. Yeah. If they're, if they're at all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and um, and you know people were just like more of like apartments and stuff like that. So it was it wasn't really a thing that where people went to. Shortly after it became a thing, but uh, so I saw the opportunity and I created a landing page that was called HouseRentalLosAngeles.com and I started <laughs> running Google Ads. And that landing page made $1.2 million in revenue in the first year. Wow. Um, uh, which was, was very, very interesting. So I stumbled into a business um, that that business itself was short-lived because the industry just got saturated and some yeah. of this, this bigger portal start, start like uh, take, getting more traction. And, uh, um, and so I, I opened a management company from there. I kind of pivoted to a management company. Um, so it was the same business, just pivoted. And as a management company, I realized, by the way, I came here with the dream of having, of starting a tech startup. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I started 
a management company. I was like, if this is far away from being tech. <laughs> so how do I turn this business into a tech business? <laughs> that was problem number one. And two, I'm like, it's so operational heavy and needs of so many people to right. do what you need to do. That I'm like, with all the technologies available today, there must be a way to automate all of this. <laughs> and and that's the idea was born. So that's how journey was started. So I'm, I'm curious. So, I mean, I can't imagine how you just put up a landing page and then 12 months later, you're going, you look back, you think we, we generated $1.2 million or something in revenue. So how long did that, I mean, was it like 12 months? It was just like a, you know, flash fire and then it just went out overnight or did it last for a few years or, you know, did competitors start seeing this and go, wait a minute, this, this crazy guy's making a million dollars a year with a, with a landing page. <laughs> That, that's what happened. <laughs> like, well, number one, the funny thing is that happened there when it happened. I was like, I was like, okay, so the American dream is real. So making money is not that hard. <laughs> uh, uh, um, but that was short-lived, like that it was not hard. It was hard. It became hard. Um, like the funny thing is that, yeah, the, the things boomed almost immediately because there was so much demand for it. And people were Googling it, like mm -hmm. how renting a villa online for production, production companies, uh, for events, for, uh, you know, short-term rental stays. Yeah. And, you know, LA is full of like huge villas and <laughs> for a lot of people that buy those and looking for extra money because they can't afford them. <laughs> so for sure. it was a, it was a good combination of factors. Um, uh, um, and so Yes, but the second that I, we start getting a lot of traction, especially the people that have been in the industry for a long time, they were like, how is he doing it? What if, uh, who is he that all of a sudden he's like starting bringing like a lot of large clients? And, and so between the competitions that they start getting smarter, obviously, because they were in the market for longer than I was, um, homeowners start getting smarter as well because they said like, where is he getting all these clients? Can I not look elsewhere? And so list their properties directly on VRBO and stuff like that. Um, so, so like it within like a year, I think this the, the business shrank like by almost fifty percent. Mm. Um, but yeah, poor guy, you're only making five hundred million or five hundred thousand a year, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, I had expenses and stuff, uh, um, and 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 I was actually investing because I thought that the business was going right. to keep growing. So I was actually like reinvesting quite a bit into the right. business. And and I and I and I pivoted the business into a management company. Basically, that's that's kind of like how it happened. Because I I said if we're losing fifty percent of the business year over year, that's not going to look pretty in like three four years. Yeah, it wouldn't take long. I I'm curious. So I'd, so many people out there, if they would have had that one year, you know crazy good year they would have probably stopped doing what they're doing and started selling their course on how to make 1.2 million a year doing you know running a pro property management company or whatever and, and sell courses and and uh you know that's where that's where the pivot would have happened but you actually said hey i'm going to stay in the industry i'm going to do something you know kind of you know directly related but what is the new the new idea and i mean i can't imagine the stress though that would have been you know, after that, that second year, when you're just seeing revenue crashing and you're going something, we've got to do something different. 
Yeah, but that's the life of an entrepreneur. That you is absolutely crazy up life. and down. It's like, <laughs> I think I don't mind them anymore. Like <laughs> 10 years after, I'm like, that's that's what I sign up for. But, but you know, for me, the money, is, it's always being a secondary uh, thing. Listen, it's, it's a need, right? Everybody needs money. Um, you need money to grow the business, right? But I, I came here with a very precise goal of, you know, inventing something and ho- hopefully revolutionizing an industry through technology. That's, that was my goal. I, when I was little, I was like looking at companies like YouTube and Google. And I was like, this your young dropout college people that just made this. Like, I have an idea. I have an idea. And they changed the world, yep. you know, like how cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> there is no doubt about it. I'm, I am curious though, that it almost sounds like you've come full circle, you know? So what you started with your with your landing page and the website is this not now what Journey is kind of doing on you know a broad scale online? What how what's the difference? Yeah, I mean the, the main difference I think is that uh, that I something that I learned that you have to bring actual value, or if you are playing some form of arbitrage, eventually it's going to come to an end. Mm. That was a good lesson. And I was playing arbitrage. I wasn't creating any value. The customers existed and, and the homes existed. Yes, I was connecting the two, but I wasn't really creating any value. I wasn't making life easier for people or anything like that. Like it was a short lived value. And, um, and so I really focused on journey on, on creating proprietary values, like, like actual technologies that, that changes people's businesses um so we as a company we focus on from a guest standpoint of view to um being able to go from a booking obviously using apple pay so double click you book and you can just check right in if you have to do any verification as a first-time guest you just do the right on the phone and then you can open every single access door like whether it's a hotel or an airbnb or a a a part hotel, right? You can open uh, pool door, main door access, final door, all with your phone or a single code across mm, the the, wow. the, uh, the entire apartment. You can control the room temperature. You can instantly connect to Wi-Fi, uh, instantly connect to a virtual 24-7 uh, cu- customer support, virtual front desk. So all of that's from your phone. So I wanted to kind of like centralize entire operation on a phone and give what... I know of that is the demand of the newer generations and the newer travelers because it's all about efficiency and having mm-hmm. things more at your fingertips and more ready. And everybody does, does everything with their phone. And I saw a need there. Um, but from a B2B standpoint, like all this automation also are helping like operators, right? If you're operating a hotel, you're paying at a short-term rental, um, creating efficiencies and processes and automations it just is going to lean up your operation yeah it means you have less overhead or you can doesn't mean you have less personnel you can reallocate the personnel to bring value right uh one of the things that oftentimes you know i i i say to hotel owners is that the front desk doesn't really bring any value to your guests zero they're there like as a doorkeeper like they're Mm -hmm. just like checking like support yeah just but what if you could reallocate those people 
to actually be a concierge instead of a front desk mm. or sales or, or whatever. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. That Something revenue generating. Now, right. Exactly. Now you, you have a better return on investment and the guests have a better experience. Right. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so it's, it's a bit more complicated what we do on the business side, but we help also with distributions, like not just selling on journey, but selling on, across the board. Right. Uh, on also other OTAs, optimizing pricing, optimizing cleaning processes through, through everything through a mobile app. And, and we give you access to a, just like we give you a single platform for the guest, a mobile app, we give you a single platform for an operator. Everything is in one place. You don't have to use 50 different tools because we consolidate everything in a single system. It's 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 facing two. It's bi-directional, I guess. In facing correct. So I'm a little curious. I, sometimes I watch Shark Tank too much, and it, you know it kind of clouds my vision. But um, the more you describe this, the more I thought. You know, as as Kevin O'Leary would say, this is a licensing play. You know, have you have you talked to some of the the big boys in the space and said, hey? you know, Airbnb or, you know, is, it, is this something that, that you can make air, how you can make Airbnb much more efficient, you know, with this software, you know, go to hotel chains, go to, you know, Verbo, whatever the, you know, the big players are in the space. And I'm, maybe, maybe Journey's becoming a big player in the space too, you know? So what's, what's the, what's the connection point between those? Yeah. The ultimate goal is, is to is to become a, a big player um so and it's it's part of like also like my personal mission um number one there's a couple of things that we wanted to do different than what has been done number mm-hmm. one is like help the little smaller guys right um you know unfortunately the small guys have been crushed lately yeah. um you know aside from the pandemic which was pretty bad but you know um, not having ac- access to economy of scale, some of, mm-hmm. like like some of the larger players like Hilton Marriott and uh, Hyatt and and so and so, um, it's 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 reducing uh, and the the burst of the, all these new OTAs like like especially Airbnb where mm-hmm. where now people can book like homes as well right like all of a sudden like and all this automation are coming which they don't know how to use. A lot of these people are kind of like being left behind. Um, and so I think there is something uh, great about helping all these people out and creating a platform that they can now help them access all these tools, access right. the economy of scale. Although even though you didn't buy a maybe a $300,000 uh, Marriott franchise, right? Like, and it, we give it to you for free. Like, I mean, obviously in exchange of, of, of a monthly fee, but there's no initiation fees. It's, Mm-hmm. Easy cancellation, uh, you know, it's it's just a SaaS service that can now fix the same problems that that a franchise would have fixed you. Actually, even better. So is it a, the uh, pricing model kind of a flat rate model, or is it based on revenue? What's the it's rev what's share. your pricing? Oh, it's a rev share. Okay. Yeah, it's a rev share, and, and that makes most sense. Big, yeah. Yeah, so it aligns the interest perfectly, mm-hmm. and again, we don't want we. We're all about creating additional value. We don't want to work with people that they don't see us as, as valuable. And at the same time, I think because it's a double-sided um, uh, marketplace mm-hmm. where we also are acquiring guests not only on our platform, but also on our app, um, 
for the first time, I think we are valuing hosts just as much as guests. Uh, and we put them all equally as important. It's funny because it's it's the philosophy that is inside of our company as well, which putting everybody on equal plate, even as our employees. Like I always say, everybody has equal opportunities. Everyone is, is equally as important, right? Obviously, there's different roles. Right. And, 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 but, but I think it's important that we are grateful of every single one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we understand the importance of everybody's work. Because Airbnb, not to say that they wouldn't, they don't pay attention to their hosts, but Airbnb wouldn't be Airbnb without their hosts. Right. And they wouldn't be Airbnb without their guests. Right. So if you're paying attention to one or the other more, it's, I don't, I don't think it's the, um, you know, it's just not, not our philosophy. Our philosophy is more like putting everybody in an equal plate and, and, and generally trying to help everybody and, 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 um, with this platform of opportunities. So when when was Journey actually started? What was the what was this kind of a launch date? It's almost exactly five years ago. I think, uh, uh, yeah, five years ago. Uh, in, yeah, now. <laughs> Basically. So it was born out of, I mean, obviously it was kind of an idea that was created out of something else that you were doing at the time. I mean, because you were still in that kind of the hospitality space, but... So when you launched it, were you also, did you also still have like your management company? Did you also have some other things going on or, or did you say, Hey, I'm all in, I'm burning the boats, you know, here we go. No, we use the management company. Like I, I kind of like put the management company into journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one, to have some existing revenue and some existing cash flow and existing operation. And then we said, let's utilize the assets that we are managing, plus let's acquire more right. assets that we manage and actually become a bigger management company so that we can have the necessary cash flow to, to hire more people, raise more money, and then build and have the, the adequate time to build what we built. It, it, it was a massive endeavor, like project that took years of development. It, 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 and so... It, it couldn't have not happened if we hadn't had something else happening at the same right. time. See, I mean, you, you've accomplished your dream, though. You came to the States to, to do a tech startup. So, you know, at least you you've go. done it. I mean, it doesn't matter if it ever makes a, doll, a dime, you know, you, you've done you've done your dream. But it's, it's just cool to see. I mean, it's just how the idea has taken on its, you know, kind of a life itself. But so how when you went out and, and talked to some angels or some, you know, VCs about raising money, did they did they get it? I mean, was there a learning curve? Did you have, did they look at you like, you want to do what, you know, why would you, that, that, that's not a problem. There's hotels everywhere. There's rental companies everywhere, you know? Uh, Yeah, I, I think, I think, so we got a a total of two investments and I think we got, we, I pitched over maybe 400 investors. So (laughs) you are persistent. in my in my lifetime, right? Like so, right. like is it like so the, from the lifetime of the business? So from the beginning, also the the seat on the seat round, um, you know, uh, in the beginning, yeah, I didn't know anything about venture world and like nothing, like, and then at one point things start clicking, and then we started learning, you know, what they wanted to hear and how we needed mm-hmm. to mold the business to look more of what they were looking for, right. um, how to present the business. Like, you know, I 
didn't study any of those things. Uh, you know, my background is marketing, and I just, I just, I had no, yeah, I mean a little bit, uh, but but very very, like nothing compared to what I needed to know. My biggest school, believe it or not, has been WeWork. Mm-hmm. I was at a WeWork in Olive, the first WeWork outside of New York, actually. Um, I purposely got an office there because they told me there's a bunch of startups. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to be around where you want to live. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that was my first school on understanding how, you know, how this world works. Um, but I knew nothing, you know, but what a place uh, to, to land and, and to, to launch. But so I'm, I'm curious when you, when you found that one or two VCs out there, angels out there that said, okay, we're going to take a, take a chance on you. Were there also like, you know, like performance metrics that you had to meet as a, as a, you know, result of receiving this funding? They said, okay, we'll give it to you, but you've got to meet these, these milestones here. So not so much on the seat round. I think the seat round uh, mentality is very much like we'll give you capital. um, And, you know, you sound like you may know what you're talking about. Um, Yes. There's some metrics that they expect you to, to achieve but in the beginning is very much like you know uh we hope mm-hmm. yeah it's, <laughs> that's we, right that we the have metric the right of hope. feeling right. uh <laughs> i think that's very much it uh we, once we read the second round which was a lot more substantial um which in effect was basically a series a yeah um we call it seed plus because we want the next we want to call the next one a series a but <laughs> We you call it whatever, and now now Series A's are becoming bigger and bigger, more like the Series B's of like a few years ago. Um, yeah, now we have various, a lot more specific metrics like projections and mm-hmm. you know things that we're like um, held more accountable towards. Um, yeah, so it's, it it definitely changes, and I think the next round is going to be like that even more. Um, well, you got more more metrics. You got you got a runway. You got a little bit of a you know a track record of you know say yes we we can we can make projections based on you know past revenue and past results instead of the seed round. You're going that is the round of hope. You know this, yes. this is what we think we're going to do. We don't have anything to show for it right now. Or very yes. little, but you know this is yeah. Just give us a little money and we'll give it a shot. But yeah, I I'm really curious. So where do you see Journey and in five years what's it going to look like describe the the dream of luca in five years yeah it's a great question we hope to be uh, the largest collection of uh, instantly accessible assets and what i mean with that is like a mix between hotels professionally run hotels and airbnbs and and um apart hotels and uh have the largest collection of it, um, you know, ho- hopefully into maybe a million units or more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, I, we believe that that's, you know, that that's what the modern traveler is looking for. And do you see and, COVID having an effect on that? Well, I think, you know, the this, I, th- I think. I don't think COVID is necessarily going to go away completely. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to learn how to uh, better live with just it. Learn to live um, with it, yeah. And and uh, um, yeah, I mean, the contactless experience is definitely something that that is it's an additional value. Right. Um, so 
if anything can plays in our favor, I don't think travel is going anywhere. Even this Omicron travel got affected by, I don't know, 10, 15 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not, not more than that. That's like nothing compared to the first wave yeah, that we no had doubt. in 2019. I think we had 95 percent. Yeah, I was going to say it almost went to zero. It, that's right. It, it was like I've never seen something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was very much a doomsday scenario. Uh, and I mean, did you I mean, obviously, you you felt the effects of that as well. I mean, on on just traffic through through the app itself. I don't think anyone in the hospitality industry didn't feel the effects. Whatever mm. you were doing, yeah. even if you're a completely pure SaaS play, uh, it was it was pretty uh, pretty intense moment. I think at the moment I've been pretty, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to be optimistic. And also, I am a contrarian in, in general. Generally speaking, I invest in markets where when people don't invest, and I mm. usually sell when everybody's invest. I did that with crypto. I do that with like kind of almost anything. So, uh, um, and I think that puts me kind of like in a bad, uh, sometimes in, in bad situations because like w- when the pandemic arrived, I said, like, okay, great. This is the perfect time to double down on everything because everybody's stopping to grow. We should double down, right? Because um, if, if we double down on technology, on, on client acquisitions, when the pandemic is over, we're going to be in a great spot. And I'm sure, and I was like, I'm sure investors are going to see us doubling down as a positive and they're going to want to put money because they know hospitality is not going to go anywhere. I could have not been more wrong about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I think like every investor was like, Hospitality? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> like that's suck when when there's like a more concrete solution, uh, and travel is looking better. Um, so yeah, that was uh, uh, was something I learned as well. Just see, I mean, just I mean, just look at all the the life lessons that you have you you know walked through in a relatively short period of time. I mean, I. I'd love this part of kind of the, our interview process is really kind of our mentor moment where we want to uh-huh. ask you, you know, like just lessons you've learned. If you're, if you're talking to somebody that's behind you on the journey, no, no pun intended, but behind you on mm-hmm. the journey and saying, yeah. you know, they're just getting started. What, what are two really key lessons that you've learned that you think would be sage pieces of advice for somebody that's, that's kind of just getting started on the startup, startup space? There's a lot of advice. <laughs> we'll pick the two best ones. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, well, number one, I say like have the right expectations of what you're getting walking into. It's not going to be easy. Mm. I mean, the odds is they're not going to be easy. I'm sure there's maybe a point or 1% of someone is stumbling into something and, and, and just made it pretty big immediately. Um, uh, but, you know, it's not going to be easy and it's going to be, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Paste it out. You know, yeah. Don't burn yourself out. Uh, it's so easy to be like, yeah, there's going to be times in life where you know you have to double down and you have to like, run faster um but usually in the marathon you do that when you're towards the end not when you're in the middle or in the beginning because it's not a good idea to do it before 
I mean, you had mentioned, mentioned earlier too, just kind of the ups and downs, just the expected ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. I mean, it, that just that just comes with the territory. I mean, it's you know, there's going to be bright days, there's going to be rainy days, and you know, there's there's going to be things that you just have to weather, and there's going to be you know waves you get to ride. You know, so exactly. I love that. Just walking in with realistic expectations and, and just understanding that this is a marathon and not a sprint. You know, and it's you know, you even add at the end, it'll pace yourself in that as you're, as you're walking yep. through that and have a long-term view of, of the journey versus, you know, just a, like it is a sprint, but I, is there anything that we just really haven't touched on today that, that you'd like to kind of close this out with? And then, you know, I'd love for you to tell, tell our audience where the best place to find you. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I think I'm the only social network I'm on is, uh, LinkedIn. Because I've uh, I've um, as part of like uh, I think discipline myself yeah. on this uh, on this uh, uh, marathon I I actually uh, uh, I don't want to say anti social social media but mm-hmm. I just focus focus only on one and and that's my LinkedIn um, and then obviously you know I try to do as many you know podcasts or, or or interviews opportunities or sure. articles because you know i like to share my experience and hopefully prevent other people to make the same mistakes that i made and make their life easier uh and yeah so your website is journey.com right j-u-r-n-y.com and it is it it's an app as well or just a website yeah it's if somebody wants to book any of the properties that are now our platforms they would not need to download the app mm-hmm. um and they can just journey app j-u-r-n-y like you spell it correctly and um like on the apple store on or uh android and uh, um and then yeah they can go visit our, us on the website or if they want to reach reach out to me directly they can go on my link linkedin uh, book in zambello and see over journey and uh, happy to to help if i can <laughs> It is a really cool website. I spent a little bit of time, you know, looking at it before we jumped on the interview today. And, and uh, yeah, I it just, I love that just kind of the, it's easy to navigate and it, it really has some cool stories and, and just, just really useful, you know, I guess applications within the website itself. But Luca, thank you for just taking time tonight and just sharing your story and, you know, the, the humble start in Italy and Northern Italy, how he lands in California and, and then <laughs> launches the tech startup, you know, the uh, an overnight success, like 15 years later. I mean, as, as you can say for sure, but really just appreciate you just playing your part and helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Luca, have a great evening. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin, for having me and for the great question. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.